0: Just want to reiterate something we've said previously here in the Fastlane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. First of all, uh, we thank you for being a listener of ours and t- tuning in however you choose to, whether it's live or Fastlane Ed Lane where you listen to podcasts. Uh, also want to remind you, if you're able to get back tomorrow in any form or fashion, there's the Drumstick Dash. There are still open spots for that particular race in the Roanoke area. There are no spots left for the Turkey Trot in Lynchburg, but they're looking for volunteers for that event, and you can even show up on race day and just see somebody in the shirt and say, hey, we're here to help. How can we be an asset? Uh, Because they'd love to do that. But you could also go to humankind.org to sign up ahead of time to volunteer as well. So just a friendly plug for that because all of this helps uh, so many families throughout the area that uh, it may be a little bit harder to enjoy Thanksgiving the way that I'll be enjoying it, running the race tomorrow and then hanging out with my family and, of course, listening to our college football and basketball coverage on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. And, of course, similarly, Mike Barber of Richmond.com, who at least doesn't have any football coaching changes to our knowledge on the horizon with Tech and UVA, but looking forward to the football game, nevertheless. In the midst of preparing a scrumptious meal, I'm sure for your family, Mike. Pressure's on right now, but I would imagine in a much different way than the last second writers' deadline.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little different. I think the hardest thing uh, this week is is having all the family in town, and everybody's so fixated on Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, I kind of woke up this morning and I'm like, well, what are we feeding them tonight? Like we got to have dinner tonight. So I I ran to the grocery store, which was not surprisingly completely crowded, full. The parking lot was full. The good thing is it was everybody buying, like, what they forgot for Thanksgiving, and I I needed steak, and I needed some fresh vegetables. There was nobody shopping in the parts where I was shopping because I've already got my Thanksgiving stuff, so um, I was working on some steak and veggie kebabs for tonight, and Um, I got in and out of the grocery store relatively easy.
0: Well, we're glad to hear that, Mike. I had to make a run today. So, too, did my wife. And it's days like these where I can also admit we're thankful for our partners and a reminder that if your car really, really gets dinged up, then you probably need to get a new one from Feller Chevrolet. Uh, But if it's not your fault, you might want to call Trost Law if you've been seriously injured. And, of course, it's wise to have Gardner Insurance Solutions at your side as well in case uh, you're on either end of a fender bender, which is not something to be taken lightly but could easily happen during the holiday season, Mike. We are thankful, though, for your time and your insight today here in the Fast Lane. Before we start looking ahead to the Virginia Tech UVA football game, basketball for UVA. You saw them play Florida down in Charlotte, and they pulled it out, but looked like they had some trouble with the Florida Gators' height in that game. Then against Wisconsin, the Badgers out-rebounded UVA 48-21. to Long-term alarming concerns or fixable things for Tony Bennett and his squad this year? Well, oh,
1: I, I think it's a combination. I think it's a long-term, unfixable thing that they're going to have to adjust to. I, I don't think you can fix it. So I was down there in Florida with them, uh, you know, for the Wisconsin game, and uh, you know, Wisconsin. It, it was the opening tip on. They were like, "We're going to go right inside uh, Stephen Crowell. We're going to go right at Blake Buchanan, the freshman center for Virginia." Crowell scored seven points in like the first three minutes. Um, so it, it is. The book is kind of out, but if you're going to attack Virginia, that's the way to do it. I think what was really discouraging, particularly in the Wisconsin game, was, and Tony Bennett addressed this, was, you know, this defense is designed that you don't have to play big guys one on one, right? They post trap at Virginia. The ball gets there and a second defender, you know, flashes. And what Tony Bennett told me after the game down there was he said, hey, you know, we're used to, as a defense, being there right, being there first, being there right on the spot. And in that game, they were late and they were second and they were behind. Um, And they can't afford that, right? If you're going to play teams that you're giving up height and size and you've got aggressive post-trap, you deny the ball, you get steals, that's great. But if you're going to let them get into the low block, get position, and then you try just to flash up and help, uh, that's not going to work. And that was what was alarming. And I think what's discouraging, if you're a Virginia fan, is we saw some of that against Texas Southern. Now, it didn't really matter because Virginia was so much more talented than Texas Southern. But we came into that post game and, and Jeff White, who covers Virginia for uh, the school's website, he asked Tony, he said, you know, you had 13 uh, blocked shots, or 13 steals, 10 blocked shots. Is that a great defensive night? And Tony basically said, no, all of those plays were scrambling because we were out of position. And he, his quote was, that's not going to fly against better competition, and then there we were five nights later down in Fort Myers, and it didn't fly against Wisconsin.
0: You mean to tell me Virginia's players, especially the post players, can't magically gain like three or four extra yeah. inches of height, like Jordan Miner, or fill out on a whim like Blake Buchanan?
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. Although we'll see what they eat at Thanksgiving dinner; they might. Uh, they might balloon up, but generally what happens with that kind of stuff is you're, you're going out instead of up with your, your girth there. So, no, I think they have what they have, and I think they have enough to be a very good basketball team this year. But they have to be right defensively. They have to be quick on their post trap. They have to deny passes into, into the lane. They have to do all the things that the pack line is designed to do, and they need to do it well.
0: And just a friendly reminder, by the way, because we know plenty from the Virginia basketball program are surely listening to the Fast Lane wherever they listen to podcasts or live on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app, that Mike Barber does not plan to feed the Virginia men's basketball team at that joyous Thanksgiving meal that he's preparing for his family tomorrow. So do not show up to the Barber household as tempting as it might be to see Mike. Once again, I'm sure they're just dying to get more of you, Mike. Uh, But shifting over from basketball, To football because that game is also taking place this weekend in Charlottesville, Virginia. The Virginia Cavaliers host Virginia Tech. How surprised were you when you were at the postgame media availability after the thirty to twenty three victory against Duke Mike, in which we heard that Tony Musket or excuse me, Anthony Calandria, the quarterback, and Jonas Sanker, the defender, both said, Not if we beat Virginia Tech, but when we beat Virginia Tech.
1: Yeah, it definitely caught my attention, right? That those were interviews that I was doing. I, I asked both those guys and, and what's interesting about it, because I know some people at Virginia thought maybe I, I was the bad guy here. Um, I didn't ask about Virginia Tech. I, I didn't ask about the Hokies. I asked Anthony Calandria, um, what do you think the trajectory of this program is right now? Um, how do you feel about the direction this team is going? And he kind of, kind of volunteered <laughs> the, uh, you know, when we beat the Hokies, um, I believe his exact quote was, he said, after this game versus Tech, after we beat Virginia Tech, this program is going to shoot up and everyone in the country is going to know about us. And it just stunned me because I was like, I didn't even ask you about Virginia Tech. Um, but I thought that was a, a good answer and, and certainly one that grabbed some attention. Look, the thing with Anthony Calandria, he is a excitable, confident, kind of cocky kid, he plays hard. He plays with that swagger. Um, if I'm Virginia fans and I'm Virginia coaches, it doesn't bother me. I, I don't believe, I don't believe in bulletin board material in rivalry games. Okay, I do believe in bulletin board material, but I think it's bigger in a game that maybe you were sleepwalking towards, maybe you thought was kind of eh, a meh matchup. There was no juice, right? And, and then somebody says something like that. I think that's bulletin board material. If you're telling me that Virginia Tech is going to want to beat Virginia because Anthony Calandria said he was confident they were going to win, I'm just not buying it. I think rivalry week is the one week that bulletin board material kind of doesn't matter because everybody's fired up and everybody's got some chip on their shoulder to begin with.
0: That's a really good point from Mike Barber of Richmond.com, part of the Teal and Barber podcast. And of course at RTD underscore Mike Barber to keep up with him regularly on Twitter. Um, For Anthony Calandria in particular, and for all the Virginia football they've been through, not to mention they have not won a ton of games, although they're at three right now and they could finish the year with four wins, including a couple of big wins over the second half of the season, Carolina Duke and Virginia Tech, if they get the win. How much is Anthony Calandria's personality something that this program needs right now?
1: Oh, yeah, I absolutely think that, and it's it's why I kind of like the quote. Um, Virginia football has a million and a half reasons not to be confident, and Anthony Calandria is giving them a reason to be confident. He's saying, hey, I'm your, your rookie starting quarterback. I'm the guy who should be maybe in over my head, and I'm confident that we're going to win, and, and I, think, I think they need that. I think they need that belief, and, and look, the reality is this isn't a world-beating Virginia Tech team. Um, you know, This is a, to me pretty close to a, a toss-up game. I was actually surprised um, that Tech was as big a favorite as they are on, on the road. Uh, you know, There's nothing wrong with coming in confident. And to your point, I think Virginia needs to hear that. I think Virginia needs to go into this game. Look, they're, they're not the team that was on the 15-game losing streak anymore, right? That, that's behind them. That's, that, that giant monkey is off their back. And now they are a rebuilding program, just like Virginia Tech's a rebuilding program. The two teams didn't play last year. This is the first meeting between these two head coaches, in the rivalry and to me this is maybe not a new era but it's certainly a new chapter of the rivalry there's a very clear breakpoint here right I mean they took a year off okay it was because of the tragedy and what Virginia Tech did in supporting Virginia in the wake of that was outstanding but this feels like the beginning of a new chapter and if you're Virginia or Virginia Tech there's no reason not to be confident that that chapter is going to start with you winning
0: Mike For Virginia and Virginia Tech, we always bring this up, even though you got to get real creative if you want to throw coin down on these Commonwealth teams in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And we're not advocating either way, of course, because plenty of our listeners do consume us on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and Fastlane Edline, where they listen to podcasts out of state where it is a lot easier to pull this off. You surprised, though, that the line opened up around four and has actually come down in favor of Virginia to three?
1: I'm not surprised it came down. I'm surprised at where it opened. Um, this is a coin toss game to me. Uh, Virginia played better last week than Virginia Tech did. Virginia Tech sort of sleptwalked through what should have been an emotional senior day game and, and Brandon Armstrong and all of that. Um, so I, I actually thought this game was going to be closer to, to even. Um, I, I pick the Hokies in this game. I do, but, but I think they win in, in a really close game. Four was, I thought, too big a line. I'm not surprised that Betters have moved that line down. Um, you know, Virginia, I think. <laughs> I think David Teal was telling me that Virginia Tech is actually eight and three against the spread this year. Um, so w- whether they win or they lose, uh, Virginia Tech has been better and more competitive than Vegas expects. Uh, I think in, in this one that'll be the case as well, and that's why you're you're seeing that line move.
0: So you mentioned Virginia Tech when you look at their roster right now. You've seen them obviously. You saw Virginia in the win against Duke last week, and you've seen Virginia Tech as well uh, and cover them for Richmond.com, Mike. Is Virginia Tech definitively the better team, or are they just marginally the better team?
1: I think they're marginally the better team, and, and this time of year, right, there's a lot of issues. I mean, Kelly Lawson at linebacker is one of the reasons I really like Virginia Tech and what they're doing, and he's not going to be playing, and that, that's, that's a huge blow. It's, you know, we saw it for Virginia when Cam Robinson didn't play. When you have those athletic, speedy linebackers in the middle of your defense, they can erase some mistakes and they can turn a guy being in the wrong gap from, you know, a 65-yard touchdown, those guys have the speed to kind of make a play and make it a seven- or eight-yard gain, and you live to fight another day. So I think the Hokies defensively are really banged up. I think Brent Pry listed four safeties that that are questionable or day-to-day for this game, Um, and, and I thought they were pretty even to begin with. I mean, I think Virginia's playing much, much better here at the end of the year. I thought Virginia Tech was playing its best football Maybe a few weeks ago, and certainly the NC State loss was disappointing. Not being competitive against Louisville, and you know Virginia was very competitive against Louisville. Um, you know, I, I do think Virginia Tech has a, a little more. Um, Virginia lost a lot from their defense in terms of season-ending injuries. Um, I like the Hokies again in a close one, but I think these teams are pretty close to a pick
0: Mike Barber from Richmond.com joining us in the Fast Lane. Mike, thank you again for your time. We wish you and yours a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. And, of course, we hope that uh, the Virginia basketball team, they don't raid your house as they try to get a little bit thicker before the stretch run of ACC play in a couple of weeks.
1: Hey, we're we're always happy to have guests, but maybe not that many and not with that big an appetite. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and thanks for having me.
0: Our pleasure. Mike Barber with us here in the Fast Lane from Richmond.com as well as the Teal and Barber podcast and at RTD underscore Mike Barber. When we return, a different angle on the game. Virginia Tech and UVA with former defensive coordinator Bud Foster set to join us next here in the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.